0: Hello, and thank you for joining Yubin Talkin', the podcast that taps into the power of messaging to generate breakthroughs and change the world. I'm your host, Michelle Eubin, and today we're looking at cities as brands and how successful cities create a brand experience for visitors and residents alike. Later, we'll be joined by Carrie Post, Visit Tallahassee's Executive Director and Resident Brand Wrangler. Think about your city, or any city you like or identify with. More than ever, cities are recognizing the need to market themselves, not just as tourist destinations, but as brands. Think about the goals of a thriving city. Its economy is growing by attracting new businesses to locate there. It does that by showing it can meet the needs of businesses, whatever they are. Land to build on, access to roads to move product, cooperative local governments that speed permitting those things for sure, but also that it can meet a business's talent needs by being the kind of place people want to live. A thriving city can attract and keep new residents, millennials and Gen Z's, who are the workforce of tomorrow, and baby boomers, who bring wealth and investment. What do they want? A good cost of living? Yes. Great schools. Cultural experiences? Yes. Outdoor adventures? So trails to bike and rivers to paddle, craft beer houses and local farm-to-table dining. Yes, all that. But remember, as brands, cities are extensions of us. The cities we choose to live in or visit say something about us. People don't choose to live in New York City only for the career opportunities. They choose to live there for the vibe, for the statement it makes to the world. Made it here can make it anywhere, for the wow factor. If you're a city marketing yourself as a place to live or visit or grow a business, you have to define your brand in a way that's unique to you, attractive to others, and that delivers on a set of brand promises. I had the chance to visit Greenville, South Carolina, a city with a great rags-to-riches story. When its textile industry went offshore, the city was left with a broken economy, a shuttered downtown, poverty, crime, and a polluted river. So Greenville reinvented itself, provided incentives to lure the automotive industry, rebuilt a walkable downtown with wide sidewalks and mixed use with retail at street level and residential above, a restored downtown waterfall surrounded by parks and walking trails, a year's worth of events to bring visitors and city dwellers downtown. It was inspirational and it got me thinking about how the lessons of Greenville could apply to my own adopted hometown of Tallahassee. Join me as I talk with Visit Tallahassee's Executive Director and Tallahassee's Cheerleader-in-Chief Carrie Post, who accompanied me on the trip to Greenville.
1: Thank you for joining me, Carrie. Well, thank you very much, Michelle. Pleasure to be here.
0: So we had a great time together in Greenville, South Carolina, (laughs) on that little trip that the Tallahassee Chamber uh, sponsored. And it was interesting to see how a city like Greenville had reinvented itself and now has a really compelling story to tell that it seems like everyone from the Uber driver who picks you up at the airport to uh, the concierge at the hotel, everybody's got that story down. What were some of the takeaways from that trip for you uh, that you think we can apply here?
1: It was exactly to your point. everybody was on the same page. You know, everybody was like there was this common vision and we're all working towards it and then now they've achieved the level of success they had, but that you still have that, you know, people love it—the vibrancy there—and it's like everybody's singing the praises of of Greenville, even internally. And I'd love to get to that point here. Yeah, you know. But I think the emphasis on downtown was one of the major takeaways that I had—that it was very, very impressive, and very um, intentional and deliberate on how they wanted to enhance that downtown experience from um, really utilizing and or in this case uncovering you know natural resources and then connecting them um, with the downtown being the hub but to other other Mm -hmm. communities there that's nearby to kind of again connect the dots Um, so that was probably one of the the major takeaways I'm glad to see since coming from back getting back from Greenville that community leaders are getting together to talk about the downtown because I do think that's that's essential
0: yeah, I, I think the pieces are definitely beginning to take shape, and I think there's a lot of excitement about uh, how Tallahassee's downtown is going to transform over the next five years. Mm-hmm. So, oh, no doubt. No doubt. Uh, unlike Tallahassee, which has a pretty unique name, not exclusive, but pretty unique, <laughs> uh, it seems like every state, almost every state, 34, I think, has a Greenville. So um their tagline yeah that greenville makes sense for them and it was interesting that that tagline sets them up to tell a lot of stories is that part of a good tagline that it's it's not uh, just a slogan in itself but it invites the bigger conversation about a story a city
1: that's the brilliance of it really that what they've created with yeah that greenville is you want it to have legs and it needs to be completely integratable and relatable and relevant, and the yeah, that Greenville, because they had to differentiate themselves. And that positioning statement with this tagline to go, yeah, that Greenville, and then they've done just an outstanding job of integrating that through all their marketing. Um, again, to really get people to embrace it. So I think they have done a terrific job with it and when we would aspire to you know, be that successful when we get there. But I would agree that our, our positioning statement, our tagline has has got to have legs. Mm-hmm. Um, because I think otherwise it's, you're, it's too short-sighted. Mm-hmm. It, it, there has to be that everybody can either see themselves in it, embrace it in their own form or fashion, but yet it's still true to the DNA of the destination.
0: And I know you're working on that uh, mm-hmm. as we speak, uh, but, uh, A city brand is so much more than just a slogan, so much more than just a logo. It's not just a campaign theme. What are the the parts of defining a city's brand?
1: Thank you for saying that. I feel like I'm always trying to educate folks on there's so much more to brand. It's not just your logo or a tagline. Um, And it is the whole experience of literally from... Again, I'm coming from the visitor perspective, you know, and what's their perception they're coming here? What's the, how do they perceive us? Because I use all the, some of the, one of the kind of funky analogies I use in like branding, because branding is like your reputation, your brand. It's not what you think of yourself. And so, but as part of that, it's all of how you're perceived.
0: And authenticity is important. I mean, it- You might uh, aspire to be more than you are right now, but it doesn't work to try to market yourself as something you hope to be in five or 10 years. It's got to ring true. So from the time somebody steps foot off the airplane or gets uh, out of a taxi to the entire experience has to reinforce what you are positioning yourself to be.
1: That's exactly right. And because if you don't, people know it. And they feel that it's always one of those two. You may not be able to put your finger on it, but you're like, you, this just doesn't ring true. This yeah. just isn't right. One of the examples that I use with that is a, a number of years ago, Las Vegas, they decided in, to position themselves, market themselves as a family-friendly destination. And everybody's <laughs> like, no, you're not. And so, but it obviously the campaign didn't last very long because exactly to your point, it wasn't authentic. It wasn't true to the destination's DNA, and everybody knew it. Yeah. And so Wait, that- What happens in Vegas stays in Vegas is a little closer ex- to their- Bingo, exactly. <laughs> then everybody went, Eureka, that's it. And, <laughs> but that's exactly right. It has to ring true. So even as we are marketing the destination, exactly to your point, we can't market to, you know, that's something that we're not. Um, it has to be organic, authentic, and in, in, in our DNA.
0: Now let's take a quick break to hear from our sponsor. Your brand is so much more than a logo. It's your customer's first impression, the full experience you give your audience. It's what makes you memorable. To tap into your maximum branding potential, check out saxmedia.com. So Carrie, we can also educate people about the things they don't know about Tallahassee. So here's a fill in the blank for you. People think Tallahassee is blank, but it's really blank.
1: Hmm, let me see. Um, again, it depends on who you're talking to, whether you've been here before or not. But I think some people think we're like a small town, maybe with, like, limited opportunities or limited activities. And it's really not. I mean, you know, because it's... Something for everybody. There really is. And and, and I, I always am cautious about saying something for everybody because then you don't want to be... Then you're nothing to, you know, <laughs> anyway, but... It, But the fact is, is that there's so much that's happened to this community from a growth and vitality in the last few years and so many that's in, you know, the last five years and looking ahead to the next five years. And um, so I I think that that's an exciting prospect for us to be in, to be in that. But I think always educating um, locals to know there is so much more than what they they may realize in their small circle that, you know, between the grocery store and the dry cleaner and the kid, dropping the kids off exactly. and all that. But get out and explore an area. Like, it always blows my mind when people will tell me, I've never been to College Town. Oh. And I'm like, what? <laughs> or I've never been to Cascades Park. And I'm and like, they're what? They're missing the exactly, experience. Exactly. So that is, that's important to us. And, and I say that in a sense, too. We just launched a campaign to help educate locals and we're going to have what's a what's that called seasoned local Ooh. so it's a basically a seasonal bucket list that's designed for residents to encourage them to get out and explore their own backyard all right let me follow up on that one of
0: the uh, tricks of the trade or tools of the trade that you use are fam tours mm-hmm. where you will bring journalists or influencers here and allow them to have a Tallahassee experience so that they'll write about it, share, post about it. Um, But really, if we're gonna be brand ambassadors, uh, every time we have a family member or a friend visit, we have the ability to stage an informal fam tour of our own. So uh, help people who are listening to this. How would you recommend that anybody who lives here stage a fam tour?
1: And for those who don't know, it's the FAM Tour, like we, we come there. Generally, the name is Familiarization Tour, which basically we want a, a journalist to get familiar with the area. But also, it's they're called, like, For a Minute, because we want to cram as much you know of the, the city in for you to see all the really, really cool stuff. So it's usually a pretty tight agenda. So for residents to get out and get more familiar and go on a FAM in their own backyard, I think the easiest way, honestly, um and to make it fun is why we created the season local program is historically um, we had um, implemented a program called tour guide which was one saturday every month we featured a different attraction where it was free attendance so again with the goal of you know, when you and your kids could go to the Tallahassee Museum for your go to these other sites. But the, the challenge was, and it was an award-winning program, actually, that started in, I think, 2010 and just kind of now has transitioned to the season local because the problem was if you and your husband were out of town that Saturday that month, you, you missed the experience because it's only at one day. So that's why we created this bucket list by season. That's smart to so over the summer so we'll launch a different one in the fall but there's a summer bucket list and we've incentivized folks that utilizing social media that if you take a picture there's a whole list of like things to do and you take a picture of it and then you post it and it's part of say if you go to five things on the list there's 26 things on the list and there's 25 and then really a bonus one and but if you get do visit or do five things on that list you can win prizes you do 10 things on that list and they're like just you know promotional items we have the visitor center like sunglasses Uh, and you know but people love people love exactly work for a prize exactly (laughs) And, and bucket lists especially and it's exactly designed to do just what you were saying to get residents to kind of get out and give them a reason, and and, and in there we'll specifically say, and it'll be, some of it will be event-driven, like during the spring next year, we'll say go to um, one of the spring festivals, whether Mm -hmm. it's Springtime, Tallahassee, Word of South, but it's all designed to to educate residents beyond what they already know.
0: How do you pull all the pieces together to create a, a breakthrough idea like that for Tallahassee?
1: Well, I think I'd tell you that's still a work in progress. Um, <laughs> Fair enough. I think we um, we do some things well. I think there are other things we could do better. I think certainly always striving for that breakthrough, and particularly just standing out from the clutter, um, because, you know, consumers are so overloaded with information, and, and how do you, you know, break through in a way, you know, of course that's that's positive, you know, and, and that – really does illustrate, you know, that the how cool your community is. We we're, we're, we haven't found that that breakthrough yet, but we're working on it. And particularly in destination marketing, it is very competitive. Mm-hmm. It's hard to break through the clutter. And, and, and we did make the top 10 list for Southern Living, though. Which that, thank you for saying that. I was going to make a point of it. But that helps us, exactly. Those things that what other people are saying about us will help us, I think, Particularly when we can look at what product enhancements are coming online in our community, um, I think there's so many things, so many great stories that are being told and things that are happening. Like I said, I do believe we're we're at a, a tipping point. so we're we're not quite there at that breakthrough, and we we do continuously seek it and 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 because we we do think we're close, but um, we're not there yet, and hope that we get there very soon. Because it's um, like I said, in the particularly in in the destination marketing, we have to stand out um, as as a unique place. And of course, we have challenges being in Florida, you know, mm-hmm. and all that. But but we think we have a great product to, to, to sell.
0: Well, I completely agree. What's your hometown? My hometown, St. Pete. Okay, another great city that's Mm -hmm. done wonderful things. My hometown is Patterson, New Jersey, which is a city with great history, but uh, much greater challenges than than we have. But I I love Tallahassee, and it feels like hometown forevermore. I can't imagine leaving it. I wouldn't want to be
1: anywhere else. I feel the same way.
0: Today, you've been talking city brands with my guest, Visit Tallahassee's Executive Director, Carrie Post. If you want to read more about our conversation, visit saxmedia.com podcast and make sure to subscribe for more episodes on communication breakthroughs in unexpected places.